Bodies. What's up? Welcome back to the Introvert City, where we discuss culture, media, and faith from the perspective of an introvert's complex mind. Are you done? Sorry, that's our intro music. Well, now I have to say it again with no background music. Welcome back to the Introvert City, where we discuss culture, media, and faith from the perspective of an introvert's complex mind. So obviously the past couple of episodes have been kind of heavy. We've been getting really deep into scripture and um, some modern day issues, some controversy. And so today we really just wanted to take a step back and talk about some introverted things. And want to take a step back. Okay, that's pretty funny. Seth like leaned all the way back in his chair. It might sound far away. It probably did sound far away. I don't know. Anyways... So I want to talk today about how we as introverts decompress and if there's anyone out there who is struggling to find their outlet because introverts need their outlet. You know, we don't, we recharge by ourselves and so we need, you know, hobbies or um, like consistent things in our life that don't change that bring us comfort and peace and a sense of closeness to God. So Seth, let's just start off. Also, say hi. I feel like I've been talking this whole time. Hey, guys. It's Seth uh, from the Introvert City Podcast. Hi. <laughs> You're so funny. Mm, uh, yeah, but we wanted to take this episode to talk about something cool. Uh, in particular, we wanted to talk about something that both of us really like to do in our spare time, which is... Creative writing. Creative <laughs> writing. So, oh my gosh, I literally don't even know where to begin because <sighs> writing encompasses so much. Mm-hmm. And we as introverts are so much better at writing than we are at speaking in conversation, <laughs> I feel like. Um, I know for me, if you are a INFJ type 4 Enneagram, Um, we like to write out our feelings and we um, really decompress with writing. So that incorporates journaling and maybe having like a study Bible where you like break everything down. Um, But just having that private quiet time where you can literally write whatever you want with no judgment is so essential, Mm -hmm. so essential for an introvert to thrive. Mm -hmm. I think though that the both of us have... We both write and express our creativity th- on the paper, uh, on the page. That was smooth. And, um, <laughs> on the in different page. ways. Uh, as many of you know, I'm a. S- many of you might know. I don't know. Uh, I write music. If you guys don't know, <laughs> I actually <laughs> one America's Got Talent. I I didn't. I I'm not. I uh, know. I'm just kidding. No, you are so talented. You really uh, are. Okay, that's enough of that. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I must, I write songs, uh, I wrote, I, I rap, um, yeah, I like to rap, I like to sing, my main thing is that I really like songwriting, and I like coming up with personalized stories through, like, double entendres, metaphors, yeah, that's kind of where I station my writing really at, mm. whereas for Miss Karina on the other side of the studio... Do you want to oh, talk? you want me to talk? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, actually, speaking of 
metaphors, I think that's really good. Um, obviously, Jesus communicated a lot of his message through parables and analogy, and I think it's really cool to replicate that in our own work. So I think that's why you're drawn to hip-hop music or to, you know, whatever type of music that you mm -hmm. like to write. I notice you do use a lot of double entendre and analogy in your music. And in my personal writing, I love, especially my poetry, just creating stories. I'm not very good at, like, short stories, like fiction. I, I, I'm not very good at that. But in terms of, like, comparing – or not comparing, but setting the scene of, like, God – representing something else or something representing God like Heinz feet on high places I don't know if any of you have read that that's a very popular allegory real quick for anyone who's not a writer we are going to say some like terms that like are important to writers like I know I just threw the word entendre out there uh okay well now we're gonna sound like smarty <laughs> no I don't want to be that guy but it's like I was talking to a friend and I was like, I like to use double entendres in my music the other day. And they were like, what is that? Well, go ahead and explain. Okay, so a double entendre is a figure of speech uh, or a way of wording that uses two meanings, one which is obvious and the other which is often suggestive or offensive or maybe ironic. Not always, though. But like, like one that I used was uh, uh, keep an eye set keeping eyes set on the gold, fake patriotic with stripes and gold, running and marching until they break right through their souls. Mm. So that was kind of like, that was maybe a triple one, but see, so I put, when you look at that, so what I'm doing there in that song is that I put on the gold, so I make that to go with stripes and goals, almost like silver and gold, and then to put fake patriotic and patriotic messing with stripes and goals of like, you know, whatever country you're going for, and then running through marches until they break right through their souls. They break as in like, you know, losing your souls, mm. like your actual souls, and then also running till you break through your souls of your shoes. So, so it's two meanings, yeah. hence double. Entendre. So that's an example of a double entendre for anyone. Ooh, I want to give an example, another, I don't know if this is not a double entendre. This is just analogy allegory so I really don't feel like pulling up any of my work it's all on my computer at home but I do want to share a lyric from one of my favorite artists of all time Josh Garrels you know when I went to Florida actually so many people were like obsessed with Josh Garrels oh when gosh. I went to like the writers group don't say oh, oh my, my gosh, gosh he's amazing and he deserves a much bigger spotlight you don't you like colors isn't that a good song um, you yeah, love it. I like butterfly too. Butterflies, and I like fire. that one with the uh, the um, what's his name? The remix where he's like, oh, words remain. The remix for words remain. That is really good. So this is from his his song, New Day. So it says, as I look at this world on a new plane, like a giant universal brain. People are the cells and these streets are the veins. But beware, not many slide down the same drain. So, he I mean, he literally said what he's comparing people to. He said, people are the cells, the streets are the, are the veins. And he's talking about a human brain. And I love that picture because immediately it creates a picture in your mind of what, like, how people relate to their environment and relate to the people around them. 
People are the cells, the streets are the veins. But mm. beware, not many slide down the same drain. It's just like, yeah. I love how he does that. That's a good metaphor. It's a really yeah. good metaphor. And so I try my best to incorporate that into my own poetry. And I also really like to write spoken word. I feel like that is something that, like, that's where my poetry thrives, I feel. Like, Seth, you've read some of my work. You feel like it the makes... pendulum, baby. <laughs> I Let's feel like go. it makes more sense when it's read aloud and almost with added emotion. So, yeah, I think that every introvert who, and again, the definition of an introvert is someone who doesn't recharge in a crowd, someone who recharges alone, should invest in some type of writing. Mm-hmm. And reading, because reading enhances your writing. Yes, I, I had to start reading, guys. I was forced, but I like it now. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you, even if you've hated writing your whole life and you're introverted, I really challenge you to sit down with a blank piece of paper and a pen for 10 minutes, write whatever you feel, write whatever story comes to your mind, write a letter to God, write a letter to your best friend or your mom or your dad, like write anything and see how it makes you feel. See what you can come up with. See if you feel recharged and rejuvenated afterwards. You just might. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, One thing that I personally love about writing, um, and one thing I actually think that you're really good at, is it kind of... It makes what you want to say a whole lot better and it helps you to filter out some really negative things. 100%. You know? So it's like, and I think you do this really well because there's some of your poetry I've read and I, I could tell, you know, I could tell that you were that you were upset or you had some things you wanted to get off your chest. Yeah. Not that it was offensive, guys. Don't get crazy, okay? No. <laughs> I, it wasn't offensive. Like, I really, I wrote but, a lot uh, of sad stuff. Yeah, but it's like, I think you do a really good job of getting that out in a way that's concise and clear to the reader. And then when you say those things out loud, they're very professional and very well said. Yeah. Thank you. I think that I think that adds to that your intelligence. Me. It adds to your intelligence a lot. Thank you. <laughs> but I really like uh I really like the act of of using your writing as a way to relieve stress and as a way to filter your words so that because most of my songs, honestly, are just about the way I'm feeling on a specific day. Mm-hmm. So if I'm feeling weird on a specific day and I write a song, like there's a lot of things that I send that song that probably were a little too mean to say to somebody, mm-hmm. but I wrote it down in that song or a poem, you know, and then... For you personally, yeah. Yeah, for, for me. Right. So that I know that I'm like, dang, and that's that could have been rough. an issue in like our society mm-hmm. where everyone is oversharing on social media and everyone wants to be a YouTuber and an influencer. I'm saying this as we literally are trying to put out a podcast. (laughs) But the reality is that not everything is meant to be shared. Mm -hmm. And so don't feel like whatever you write needs to be published or needs to be posted on your Instagram or Facebook story because it's really important to have those things to yourself. The other day I saw a friend of mine post her Bible on her story and I was like, oh, cute, she's doing like, devotions you know and she had like annotations on her bible like I annotate my bible too um and it was a beautiful picture it was like in a coffee shop and she had her bible open there was highlights and notes and it was beautiful but then immediately I felt like oh my gosh now I need to go annotate my bible Mm -hmm. like that and it kind of took away from the authenticity of that moment between her and God Mm. you know so I 
not that there's anything wrong with, you know, posting aesthetic pictures like that. But if you're going to post your devotions every time or an open Bible every time or you're reading a book and you're highlighting good quotes, you're, you can't post all of them because it takes away from the authenticity of that moment between you and your creativity and you and God. No, yeah, yeah. Like you were saying, not not everything is meant to be put out there. Um, in fact, I think there's something really special about having your own personalized, you know, like journals or yeah. your own personalized songs like, man, I have some really awful songs, first of all, that I've written, but also like I have some songs that are really special to me that only a select few people, if anyone, will ever hear in my life because I won't let the, anyone else hear it. Right, and you, you know? should have that. Yeah, and I think it's important too because it allows you to also examine the way you write and the way you think a lot better than if you were to just put everything out because I think once you put something out, you start to care less about the content that's in the actual, in the pe- in the piece of literature that you've written, and instead you look at it as a I hope someone will like this, oh I hope someone will like this, and then I think you lose a bit of the whole ah what am I doing right, which is for me why I like you know I don't like to just put out things or like tell a lot of people when I'm writing a new song because like what if the song I just don't like the way it is you know or I just feel that it's better to be left alone and left secret. Uh, like one person who feels that strongly, um, you know, guys probably know who Anderson Pack is. He uh, was really popular, got really popular for this one thing uh, a few years ago where he had got a tattoo that said like something like after I die, no one put out any of my unreleased music. Mm. And so to him, like many artists, I think in that genre as well, the music that you write is very specific to you. Yep. And if you want to put it out, you'll put it out. There's lots of artists who have a plethora of songs and have more unreleased music than they do have released music, you know? And I think that that's on purpose because I think if they really wanted to, they would release it. But I think some of them feel, you know what? I don't really want to release this and this is not meant for anyone else to listen to, so I'm not going to release this. So therefore, when I die, when I pass away, the other person who felt really strongly about that was Prince, which is why you can barely find a lot of instrumentals of prints that are like official yep. you know um but there's there's a lot a lot of people like that especially in the songwriting industry feel very protective of the words and the things that they do and write and produce because quite frankly it is your it's almost like you're giving your own personal story no that's exactly that's you that's you on those words that's your brain exactly. that's your mind coming out onto that page mm. so picture this I'm going to give you a scenario. I'm picturing it. <laughs> it is just an excruciating, exhausting day. You have been with people all day that you, <laughs> that you don't know super well. Ugh. So it's been a long day of small talk. Um, okay, let me finish. <laughs> You've been doing things that you don't want to do. There wasn't good food. You were kind of forced to oh eat whatever God. was there. You have a headache, you have a stomach ache, and I you have just, a headache. <laughs> My stomach hurts. <laughs> what is your perfect recharging method? Uh, first of all, leaving. Okay, period. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, no, but for real, uh, I do like talking to people. I like meeting, and I do as of late like meeting new people. It's just the like getting past the first barrier of saying hi. Because, like, usually if there's a new person, like, in church that I want to meet, I'll scope them out for, like, a week be like, okay, they seem like they're nice to people. 
hopefully they won't hurt my feelings when I say hi. So then I talk to them. Yeah. <laughs> but I think when I'm in a big group scenario like that, honestly, I often just tend to find either a small group or a person. And then if I'm not finding that, I probably will not be there for that much longer unless it's like a place that someone wants. That's like there's someone there who wants me to be. If it's a birthday party and someone invited me, you know, the only thing about birthday parties with friends who I only know that one friend, then I have to like, then I have to pretend like I care about everyone else and I don't. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) No, honestly, I was just about to say like, you're being extra nice. I would like people drain me, even if I'm with people that I am so comfortable with that Mm -hmm. they're like my siblings, you know, I, I can't last more than like a couple hours before I need to be alone. And it especially depends on the people who you're there with too. Because there's just some people I can't take for longer no, than yeah, like. No, yeah, different groups. Because like there's some people who are like, did you hear what I said? Did you listen to what I said? Say, what did I say? Tell me tell me what oh I just said. Oh my gosh, I'm tell like, me what I said. I don't even care. I'm sorry, that was really mean. Bro. <laughs> that was really mean. I've never seen you get like that. I'm sorry. He's getting mean, y'all. I, a little bit, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but for real though, I'm pro- like, when it's a party like that, I won't stay too long, especially if it's a lot of people I don't know. Okay, like so weddings for my family. Leave. Like weddings for the family are hard, especially when it's family I don't know. No, yeah. But for me, when I leave, my first thing is like if I've heard enough talking, I won't even put on music in my car. I'll just drive silently. Yep. You know, yep. or I'll blast music in my car. Then once I get home, nice shower. And then I either go play my instruments alone and then don't talk to my family for the rest of the night. (laughs) Okay, so this is a side question. The girls who get it, get it. Do men have an everything shower? Do you know what an everything shower is? Yes. How do you know? Yes, okay. My monthly uh, rub-a-dub shower where I literally rub... Let's not get too deep into this. (laughs) Uh, let me not say it like that. Don't say the, it like that. <laughs> the monthly really intense shower you do, you know, when you're like going like on like a nicer date or when you're or going to meet. Or just for relaxation. Yeah, just for relaxation. Like I like it though because okay, the actual act of it like is intense because you got to get everywhere. But it's that, interesting like, <laughs> that you know what an everything shower is because normally I do it too. on reels and TikTok, I only see girls making jokes about the everything shower and their boyfriends don't know what it is. But you actually do the everything shower. Okay, so what does your everything shower look like? I'm not telling you. No, no, no. Because for girls, you have to. And I'll talk about this when I, you know, give my how I recharge. Because I, I, I take everything showers when I need to recharge. For, for girls, that incorporates body wash, hair wash, hair mask, exfoliant, shave everywhere. Okay. Lotion, body oil. Mm. Like Interesting. So many things. Y'all really get deep in it. So, what does that look like for you? For me, for guys, uh, beard wash. Beard wash. For sure. Y'all I did buy thing. you a nice beard wash. Uh, beard wash, uh, definitely. Why don't wash you just use shampoo? Uh, face wash, cocoa butter in particular, and I don't actually shampoo, not oh. often because, like, oh, for my type of that. hair, I do conditioner because it keeps my hair really nice and healthy and curly. You're um, gonna get clapped back for that. Then I uh, I wash the crevices. Like my armpits and like in between like my knees really, really hard. And one thing I really just like to do is I like to just kind of 
I like to wash I like to wash my hands thoroughly and clean up my fingernails really thoroughly when I okay, take Okay, we showers. already talked about this. That's I know, weird. I know, I know, I know. But I like to do it because, like, y'all, you see these? These don't get clean. These don't stay clean. These don't stay clean <laughs> with uh, without an everything shower at least once a month. At least once a month. For me, I, it's like twice a month. But do you use non-scented soap or do you use scented body wash? Oh, or I'll use my Dr. Squash. Squatch. What is it? Dr. Sasquatch. Dr. Squatch. Huh? Yeah. It's like the, that, you ever, it's probably seen on It's TikTok. a brand? Yeah, it's a brand of soap. What does it smell like? There's one that's like pine. There's one that's like the mountains. There's one that's like, I don't know. Oh. You know, it's for men's stuff. So like beers, bacon. So it's like a seven burgers. in one. <laughs> well, no, there's a lot. No, there. it's like a bar of soap. Like, okay, why was sorry. that what we decided to? I, that was important because Listen, I strongly believe everyone needs to experience the everything shower. And the reason why I was asking you all of that is because it is very important to like set aside, excuse me, set aside a block of time for your own self-care and for your own like resetting of your mind and of your spiritual state. Because a lot of uh, more conservative Christians like to bash on self-care and saying that, you know, God made us to suffer and all this self-care, it's progressive and whatever, whatever. Self-care is very important. You know, our bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit. And I believe that we need to take the time to take care of them Mm -hmm. physically and to rest when we need to rest. And a lot of people, I know I definitely did, feel guilty about taking a large block of time to be away from my family, to be away from you know, friends and everything and to take an everything shower or to go read a book or whatever. Like that is so essential to your spiritual health Mm -hmm. Um, and taking those little moments to remember that God is still present. God is present when you're doing your laundry. He's present when you're (laughs) watching TV or like taking an everything (laughs) shower. Like God is present (laughs) and recognizing his presence there is so good for the introverts resetting of the mind. Mm -hmm. So how about you? What do you do after a really long party where they don't have guacamole. <gasps> Boy, they, bye. They have no uh, London fog tea. Okay, you're just listing <laughs> off the random things that I like. No, uh, no, no. They have no good music and everyone hates Josh Garrels. Okay, thanks. And they're all talking and there's people there. First of all, I would not go to that party. <laughs> after a long day like that, I would immediately go home, no music playing. Like, mm. like what you said. Um, then I get home. If it's warm spring, summer, I need to be outdoors. I just feel God's presence so, like, evidently in the outdoors. And I sit down, I lay out a blanket, and I start writing. I will journal about the awful day that I had, and I will listen. Sometimes I listen to music, depending on my mood. But um, it's really just, like, an emptying of my soul that sounds really corny but it's true an emptying of my soul onto the paper Mm. um and a reconnecting with the holy spirit Mm. and like setting my mind straight again Mm. and yeah being outdoors is very important to me so i try to spend as much time outside as i can and then i usually go back inside and watch trashy reality tv (laughs) can i ask do you find writing to be more do, do you find writing to, to be a way that where you can fully be honest. Yes. And that was hard at first. I remember 
I remember the first time I wrote down a curse word in my notebook. <laughs> and listen, we're not taking a stance on whether or not, you know, cursing, whatever. Curse. Go out and curse, women. Break the patriarchy. <laughs> Obviously, we know that the word commands us to be um, wise in the words that we say and make sure the words we say aren't dirty mm-hmm. or anything. And I know Christians have different interpretations of that. I personally don't like to curse out loud. That's just a personal conviction. But I felt like I needed to on paper one time. And I remember I wrote it down and I couldn't believe myself. <laughs> I was like, I'm so bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, man. but it like it was so helpful. I was really angry that day. And it was just a it was a gentle reminder. I was like, this is just me and God. Like no one else is ever going to read this. I need to be honest with myself. Cause if you're not honest with yourself and you're not honest with God, you're just gonna like bottle all of that junk inside yourself and it's gonna come out at the wrong time and it's just awful. And, th- and I think that's one of the hardest parts about writing, because you, when you're writing something like that you know is not genuine, you're gonna hate it. Mm. And you hate it a lot. Like when you read it, like if you've ever done this, you ever tried to write something and try to just force words out of yourself, then you read it back and you're like, who the heck wrote this? Yeah. This is trash. Yep. So yeah, I think that's a good, that's why you should be honest. Yeah, I don't think you should always reread your stuff. Depending, okay, if you are looking for life reflection and you're like, I want to know if I've grown since then, then yeah, occasionally I'll go back to my old journals and read stuff that I wrote when I was younger or from a couple of months ago. And it feels good to see growth and to see how God was working. But you shouldn't be doing that every day because you be cringing at yourself. Anyways, what do you want to say? But you know what I really like to do when I come home? What? I like to call my girlfriend. That's a lie. That is not a lie. That what is you a lie. Mean? What do you mean? Because I call I'll call you, call I'll you text- and you'll be like, hey, I had a really long day. I really just want to watch YouTube. And then okay, no, don't, no, don't do that to me. No, I, I like I'm to text you. Facts. Like one of the first things I do usually when I get home is I text you. You do text and me. And that's the truth. I'm like, hey, I'm home. Yeah, you text I made me, it hey, safe. with like five Ys, which is really cute. I love it. But don't tell them that you call me. I do call you. Sometimes. Often. Not just sometimes, but it's the thing though is that I zone out because I'll no, text you. you. Do zone I'll out. text you and I'll be like, "Hey, how you doing?" <laughs> you guys can see his face right now. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. I think ultimately something that's really cool about writing and expressing your ideas as an introvert in particular is that I feel that there's just a level of writing on the page that you can. You can express so much more as an introvert. Not that extroverts can't do it, but I think they do. They express themselves really well in other, in other ways more often than, than the ways that introverts do, especially when you're writing. Right, and I never want to. <laughs> I said never weird. I never want to come off in a way that's like, introverts are better because we're all internal and we're so complex. It's like I have so many extroverted friends, and I don't know what I would do without them. And they are so talented at so many things. Mm -hmm. I just think it's more natural. It comes more naturally to an introvert to sit down and write out your thoughts and to develop creative projects based upon your own thoughts. Mm -hmm. I believe that. Mm -hmm. And I think part of, too, of creative writing and why it's such a good outlet for a lot of introverts is because 
let's just be honest, guys. People are scary. People are mean. True. <laughs> people are scary. And sometimes writing the conversations you want to have with people on paper is just a lot more fulfilling for you. Yes. Because I'm going to be honest. A lot of people think that I'm an extrovert at church because I talk to a lot of people, but it's actually horrifying. Yeah. And so I when I come that. home and I get to just lay down and write, it feels so much better. And I feel so much better about the things that I did. Mm-hmm. I think writing for an introvert is really is something that is really important. And if you don't do it often, I would I would uh, I would encourage you to try it. Please try it. Because it is a very good way to get your stress out, to get some of your emotions out, to get your mind kind of flowing. It also helps you uh, build your IQ. So Yeah. Just sit down with a piece of paper and a pen. See what you can do and see if you feel. Write a haiku. Go home and write a haiku. Go ahead. Do it. (laughs) Well, that was a pretty fun episode. I liked it. All right, everyone, come up with your own double entendres and send it to us on uh, Instagram. And if you send it to us, (laughs) you will get a free gift bag no, with you won't. our merch inside. <laughs> no, you won't. I'm just no, kidding, guys. You... We don't have merch yet. We're not that big. But no, hopefully you, soon. No, you won't get that. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll be back next Tuesday. We will. And stay nice. Stay weird and, and stay a homebody, I guess. Okay. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs>